like I'd love it, but I don't. Like, if money was not involved in in my speculations of my efforts and my goals, would that change for me? And so I, I've been having a kind of a hard time deciphering what that means to me. So, so I figure I'm gonna take some psychedelics today and meditate with it and see if I can get some answers from <laughs> the universe or a spiritual guide and path. It's, I don't know, I just Are kind you, of feel tired. Do you, think money's, do you think money's making the decisions for you now? It's interesting. Uh, I have, I'm comfortable where I'm at and I think that's that's kind of like the downfall. When, yeah. when we've both been broke, our energy levels are crazy high and we're like, we're going to let's get this and like we get this and but it's almost a couple times where if I had money, I've spent money to make myself broke just so I could keep working. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand. You you need the 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 feeling of your back against the wall. <laughs> yeah. It's what helps you push. No, I fucking fully understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, it doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't. And it's like I don't like the misery of it, but that drive that's what drives me is when uh you know yeah that's i think it's that's innately in all of us that i don't know about all of us but i know that uh a lot of athletes do shit like that or they'll only read bad tweets about themselves huh just because it lights them up to, to it, it fires them up and so like most athletes if you ask them about articles that were written about you about them Mm-hmm. They only remember the bad ones. Yeah, there could be, there could have been a ten thousand good articles written, but like that athlete's gonna remember the two that shitted on him, and yeah. maybe even cut him out and put him in his locker. You know what I mean? Like that feeling of okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it, and it's kind of like if I so my goal is to be rich. And like right now, if I wanted to travel anywhere in the world, I could do it. And, and so like, in that sense, that bucket thing, bucket list there is checked off because my goal is I want to travel freely wherever I want to. And I want to do the things I want to when I want to, I I want that ultimate freedom with it. But then I'm like, okay, well, how about if somehow I just got a million dollars, how would I feel then? Would I feel fulfilled because that was my goal and i think my ultimate goal a long time ago was i wanted to also change the world i wanted to impact the world and i just didn't know how but i knew money would help that i I could be able to do a lot with money and and i think i i've just i don't know how to do it now before it's like i knew it's going to come and i knew that goal is going to come too it's just I don't know how I can impact it. And so I think that's what I've been struggling with the past two weeks is uh, what type of impact am I going to have on the world and which way am I going to do it? And so rather than I've got a, I've got a a pretty basic question to kind of what you just said about the million dollars, but let's like officially start the podcast. So if you could roll us in, let's roll it. And then I'll pose my question. Okay. Yeah, you got oh, it. Oh, by the way, we're live because this shit is too good to let go. So just roll it in, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go. Well, shit. What's up? What's up? What's up? This is Cloud Conversations with Loriana Mikado. I'm Harvey Banks. 
the podcast where two longtime friends talk about anything and everything from our daily lives to what's trending and to shit that'll make you say what the fuck. So let's jump right back into it. Let's jump in. So so what you were saying about how like if you were to get a million dollars, right? Yeah. How would you feel about that? Would you feel like, okay, I've done it. So like, uh, whatever, now what, you know? Mm-hmm. First basic question that came to my mind, and it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be super basic, but I think the answer is gonna be interesting, right? If you got that million dollars, what would you do? Right. Like if I, like if you literally if you wake up in the morning and boom, it's there. Yeah. What are you doing? First thing I'm doing, I'm paying off all my debt. I'm calling you at three in the morning, waking you mm-hmm. up to tell you, or I might just show up at your doorstep. I haven't decided yet. And then I'm going to pay off all your debt. And then I'm pay off my sister's debt and my godparents debt. And then I'm going to take a trip. Mm-hmm. And then within that trip, I see myself in Greece and I'm in one of those fucking pools that's like half in, half open. So I'm outside and I have a stack of books and I'm going to meditate. And from there on, I've hopefully get some euphoric experience to answer to, to how I can help others. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I don't, I honestly, like if I were to wake up to have the million, mm-hmm. At first, I don't think I would do anything. I would do the things that you said do at first. Like I'm paying off my debt and everyone that I love's debt. Yeah. Just because like I think that's the that's one of the most biggest pieces of freedom that you could like give someone without being a dick. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, like you said, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, here, this the chains are off. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're free to do what you want to do now, right? Yeah. And so like I, I love the idea of that. Um I would take a trip as well, but it would just be a trip like a uh, strategic, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to sit and be still for a while. Yeah. And I don't want to do anything or commit to doing anything with this, with the money aspect of it. Yeah, exactly. Cause it comes, it comes back to that thing about like, where we say like, you know, if the money wasn't a factor, what would you do? Like, what would you be doing? Who would I be? And like, I understand. I I think I found who I am recently, like this pandemic recent, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know exactly what I would do for free for the rest of my life, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, first, I I know that I ha- I can't be too overly. I don't know the word I want to use. <clears throat> euphoric about it right i've got to be strategic like basically i'm trying to figure out how how much of this money and how can i take this money and make it do the things for me so that i can continue to do the things that i want to do and i want to be able to not think about what my money's doing oh yeah you know what i mean yeah (laughs) and it's like uh yeah and even just thinking about that now i feel free you know what i mean yeah. Like the the money construct. I feel free. And so you were saying like you was you you would try to figure out your impact on the world and like what that would look like. Another basic question for you is like are you is that what you are you sure that's what you want to do? Yeah, cuz 
like intentionally impact the world? I do. Cause you know, you know, there's little things in my life that have had a big impact on me where I've looked back at it and I was like, I don't want that to happen to anybody. And even yeah. your just small things uh, that we take for granted, like housing, food, or the cold weather, and you got to sleep outside. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, those basic human rights. I want to make sure there's places in the world that we don't have to do that. And like, I am so privileged to have my own place. That's a two bedroom and, you know, rents paid and food and, and like people, everywhere else is living off, not even a third of this, less than a third of what I'm paying. And I'm just like, and I get it. It's a different culture and lifestyle, but it's just, I just want to bring some sort of happiness to everybody else. And I'm sure they're more happy than we are. <laughs> at some <laughs> That's extent. a crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but you know, it's just like, Hey, you know, make sure everyone has like clean water, housing, tools, knowledge, and stuff like that. And uh, it's just something that feels good and feels right. And uh, I want to be able to just supply that. Mm-hmm. It's and I don't want to I don't want it to be taken out of context. I also I, I would love to have an impact on the world, right? I'm just a little more. Um, I'm very nervous of my energy nowadays, right? Huh? Like yeah, like it's it's I don't know what's happened. I think it's anxiety, right? Because like I am very empathetic, and it's it sounds weird, but like I'm I'm empathetic so much that I do try to avoid people. Yeah. And their problems because I it'll just take me over until I can help them find a solution. You know what I mean? And I and and, and that's probably selfish of me, right? And I and I'm I'm aware of that, but if I'm being honest, like it's why I've really shrunk my world down. And so people, a lot of people would describe me as, oh yeah, he really don't give a fuck about nothing. I'm like, this bruh. It couldn't be more the opposite, right? right? So I just, I don't get involved in a lot of stuff just because I know my level of get involved might not match their level of get involved. And then that's going to hurt me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, if you're telling me you've got a problem with this and I'm like, okay, I think I can help them with this problem. And I go all in to help you and you're not going to where I'm willing to go to help you. You're not doing that to help yourself. I'm just going to be like, fuck, like I'm pissed off. Like, I can't want this more than you do, or it's hard to explain, but it's like, yeah, it's kind of just, I I just don't have any, I've, I've grown and learned not to have any expectations from people. So it's mm. like, if I want to do something nice, I, I leave it at that. Cause I used to be like that. And I, you know, even I wanted, at least I wanted a thank you or something. And a lot yeah, of times yeah. I don't even get that, but and it's kind of like when you do a nice deed and nobody's looking. And mm-hmm. so I've kind of accepted that fact just because if it can impact them in a certain way, like we had some leftover food at the restaurant and, um, and I, and I took it with me and it had some like shrimp in it. I don't eat meat and you know, I wasn't about it. So it's like, I'll just give it over to the homeless. Cause there's a lot around me and I, and I know where they sleep. So I walked over and I was like, yo, you hungry? Gave it to this dude. And he's just like, he looked at me like, Whoa, are you, are you, are you doing God's work? And it yeah. threw me back and I was like, no, not really. I'm just, doing some just thought you hungry you out on the cold and and then he decided to tell me what he's doing with his life for the next week just to be like yo i'm on the path i'm gonna find a job tomorrow and this and that and and that whether he did or not it's it's just not up to me but you know you know i smile just knowing that you know he wasn't hungry at night 
Yeah, no, that's it's a it's a it's a wonderful thing. I remember we used to have conversations on the phone when we was fucking piss broke, right? Yeah. Um, and I used to question you all the time, like, why in the fuck do you want to help people so much? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm aware of how fucked up these people probably think I am, right? But I would be like, no, like you'd be like, well, don't you want to help? And I'm like, no. <laughs> That ain't none of my business. I ain't getting involved, right? Right. And so, like, I've softened on that stance a little bit. I still hold some of that in me. And and it's not something I'm just going to stubbornly say, this is how I'm going to be. For, I, I'd like to work through it, right? Yeah. But in, an, in a moment of honesty, I know it's still one of my biggest things is, like, I mind my business way too well. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if you think about it, your business is pretty big because your business revolves around you and uh, your new family that you have, and you absolutely, have a, and you have a big family. In my perspective, I've been solo dolo for exactly fifteen years, and so it's like when I tell people like my family, all my friends, it's like that. And then when I don't have any friends, the world is my fucking family. <laughs> yeah. And it's so like I, I'll I'll hit people with like I really don't have time. Even to like conversations that I have with my lady that she wants to have. And I'm just like, no, I'm not interested in talking about this right now. Yeah. And it's it sounds rude, but like I am being we have a we have we're a blended family. I have a total of eight children. And two of us and surrounding families. No, I legit don't have time, right? Yeah. Because these are children that have needs. And they have, there's a lot of them are stupid needs, but they're still needs. And children can be annoying, but it just takes a lot of time and effort and energy because I have to teach them. So I have to hear their problem, address their problem, and then teach them how to address it themselves going forward. Yeah. It's a lot of energy in that. So, like, when a grown-up comes to me with grown-up fucking problems that, like, <laughs> I told you to leave him a, a year ago, my yeah. advice is the same. You keep going back, that's that's on you. I, I just have less patience for it because not because their problems don't matter or because they have ill intentions. Because I got so many fucking kids I'm dealing with and I have to be patient with them because they're children. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just tiring, man, at times. And it's, it's, yeah, it's tiring. Yeah. You're teaching them emotional intelligence and that, and that takes a lot, you know? And when you see an adult and you're like, huh, well, should I teach him how to do this better? Or should I just give him the $5 he's asking for? And that's a tough road. And you're just like, fuck your $5. You're grown. Figure this shit out. You got this. And for kids, you're like, no, this is why we do things. And this is why we don't do things. And I get yeah. it. Yeah. Especially because like we, we, we give the kids those lessons in that time in hopes that they won't be that adult that we, that annoys us. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's all to keep them from being that person. No, it makes total sense. Like I was walking to the grocery store the other day and, and had my headphones on and some homeless guys right in front of the building, just like always. And he was like, Hey, you got any money? And I was like, not yet. And he's like, oh, okay. Cause I'm hungry. And I go in and I, I literally like grocery stores are stupid too. Cause it's all expensive. It's like a convenience store. So I bought mm-hmm. him like a bag of goodies, something to drink, fucking couple sandwiches and like chips and shit like that. And it's like 20 bucks for this shit and come out and be like, here you go. I just got your little party package thing. And he goes, Oh yeah. It's like, I, I really wanted to get some dabs. 
like some weed shit. And I'm looking oh. at him like, bitch. I thought you was hungry, fam. Yeah, I <laughs> thought you was hungry. Yeah. He was hungry for some smoke. And I was Damn. just like, what? And I was like, so it just brings you back to like, for me, it's what's the dollar worth? Yeah. Right. And it's, it's a, uh, I could just, yeah, it's what's the dollar worth for me. Cause the homeless thing gets tricky just because I've had a lot of like conversations with homeless people. And then I've also been homeless. Right. Yeah. And so I was lucky enough to have a car. And like, I'm not talking a lot. This was 2016. I didn't have a place to stay. Yeah. I was sleeping in my car on a, in the garage of a mall that I worked in. They had like the, the garage parking. <laughs> I just went to the top of that. Like, yeah, I understand what it means. So I do have a, a certain level of, I always give them the respect. Yeah. Right. And it's, uh, but I can also see differences in different homeless people right oh yeah and it's like any homeless person that looks embarrassed to ask for the money i always give right because they're working through the the need for help it's hard to it's hard for me who's not homeless or broke to ask for help it's one of the hardest things people do right yeah and it's like to be on your last and it be survival's on the line and you still have that embarrassment. You know what I mean? Like these are kind of the types of feelings and emotions that you can't fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, I don't want to just give you the money. I also want to let you know that this isn't it for you. And I'm not looking down on you. And like, if anything, you got a friend in me. See, cause mm-hmm. we got something in common now. Cause I remember nights crying in that fucking car. Like, what the fuck did happen to me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you know? I can't explain the amount of nights that I asked myself, like, how the fuck did I get here? What mistakes did I make in my life? I'm really not shit. Like, I never got suicidal or anything like that. But, like, depression? Yeah, man. It's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And and so I understand it. So, like, when I see people struggle instantly i can bond with them because it's like no 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 no, i'm not helping you to help you i'm i know <laughs> i know what that's like i usually try to crack a joke or something or talk about something completely different yeah just to talk about a human thing i don't want to make this about your situation you know what i mean and it's yeah. uh this one dude we had this we had this one homeless dude he pretty much lived at the monument downtown in indianapolis and the monument downtown is pretty much the center for everything, right? Yeah. And so we used to, me and Jesse used to walk by him three, four, five times a week. And my lady, she has a, she, at the time, she still does, but she had like really long hair, like past her ass long hair, right? Mm-hmm. And every time he would compliment her hair, right? And every time I'd be like, my man, what you doing? Like, come on. Just, you know, joking. Like, (laughs) but every single time he would compliment her hair and like, we would give him a little summer, this or that. And so then like, we stopped seeing him. And 10 to 20 times after going there, she would either ask her, I would ask her, hey, did you see homeboy? Like, where's old dude? Like, he just disappeared. 
And like, it bothered me because I, I don't know where my friend is at now. Right. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think about like, oh, I wonder where that homeless dude went. I'm thinking like, oh shit. Cause like I, I made a, it's like a friend, bro. And like, that's how I, I know I'm off on a tangent, but that's what it made me think about. Right. It was like him. And it's just like, damn, that's a fucked up situation. Homelessness is a fuck. And imagine if you got kids, bro. Yeah. I, that'd be, and I, so some people do. I think i walked by a homeless and uh, it's a little body next to him sleeping on some blankets. And I was just like, I, I don't know. Like you hit me so hard with that statement. I, I really can't get it out of my head. What's the dollar worth? And it's just so magical because from the perception of where I'm at in my life now to the perception of uh, homelessness, yes, it's a, it's like a thin line, but it's so different. It's like, it has so many different meanings and I'm just not sure what fulfillment is. And I, I guess through this whole journey for myself with trying to be rich, it's a, you know, it's for selfish reasons, just so I can never be homeless again. And I don't want my bloodline to have to deal with homeless because I've, I've been in the same boat and lived in shelters and stuff like that. And, and I was just like, fuck. So I don't know how to ca- take care of that. But I do know one of my missions in life is to just not have somebody else feel the same way we've both felt. And sometimes if somebody even gave us a dollar during those times, it was like the best thing of the world. And it was like so much depression. Usually it's just to buy a pack of smokes or something like that, just to get through the fucking day. But and listen, and and it's it's you feeling all of those things is a beautiful thing. Cause let me tell you the impact that it has from a firsthand account, right? So I'm sleeping in the back of this car, right? So mm-hmm. what I end up doing was I volunteered to do the overnight stocking. I worked at Urban Outfitters. Fashion mm-hmm. mall right here off Keystone, right? Yeah. This is a hundred percent true fucking story, right? And so I, I volunteered to do the nights. Why? It's winter and it's cold, bro. I can at least be inside, right? Yeah. So I'm working inside at night and then like I would just kind of hang out at the mall throughout the day, right? And like I got a gym membership. <laughs> and I would go to the gym in the mornings when I got off and like sleep in the parking lot of the gym for about two, three hours, get up and go in the gym, work out to get woke up and then shower and change into my night work clothes because that's the place I could shower and change clothes. Right. Right. And so, and then I would just go back to the mall and like grab a bite to eat at the mall and then just kind of walk around and say, so I had an assistant manager that I know she noticed. Right. Oh, yeah. Because she started just, she would order food every night at work. And they, I noticed she didn't do that when we first started doing it. But like she would just get food and food would just show up at two or three in the morning. And it would be like take to go stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I know she was doing this for me. Cause then she was like, do you need more? You want some more hours? And so you could just tell when. I could tell she knew my situation without me having to talk to her about it. Yeah. And I could tell she was doing things just to benefit me. And I will never in my life forget her for that. Right. I have no idea where she's at now. If I ever come across her, I will then have the balls or the guts to say thank you. 
because at the time I wasn't able to get past the shame. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I'll never forget that. And it's like, she didn't have to do nothing. She could have said, Oh my God, are you home? Like she could have, it could have went a lot of different ways, but like, it was like, nah, I got like, she understood without, we don't have to talk about it. And that's just doing good for just good sake. Right. I'll never forget that. And so the fact that like, when you say, you know, this is what you, you want to be able to do it for this. I I champion that because like, there's a chance that you're going to make somebody feel the way that she made me feel. Right. And she gave me that feeling. And I try, I share that with others. Now people that come and do work for me, my homeboy, uh, I think I say his name, but like I overpay him all the time. I know what he's going through. We don't ever have to talk about what he's, he's talked about it to me before, but I know what it's like. So like I always break him off something. If I make a little extra on the job, you know what I'm saying? I, I break my man's off a little something. But like, oh shit, no, nah, we just did this and that. So we got to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't want to ever him to ever think like it's handouts or not. I just want him to be good. Because I know what an extra 45 bucks would have done for me back then. Oh, yeah. It's kind of life-changing. So it I don't... massive at the time. So I try to do that just because, hey, man, somebody did this to me. And I'm. she was an angel, bro. <laughs> like, I will never forget that lady. All right. I just can't stand, like, like, let's see here. I live in Southern Oregon right now. And it says the weather right now is about 45 degrees. And it's just five o'clock in the afternoon. I see these homeless people walking around with blankets and I'm cold as shit with like long pants, a hoodie, a jacket and fucking gloves and all this shit on. I'm cold. And these motherfuckers just got like a blanket and a t-shirt and I'm just, ah, it breaks my heart. I don't know. Do you think it's going to take money or education or the combination of two to kind of cure this mess for humans? Oh, education is an interesting word because can I, can I substitute education with experience? Yeah. Because definitely. experience Explain. only be, and I mean experience, like it's very, very hard to have empathy for a situation that you've never been exposed to. Right. You Like, and, and I believe if, if more people had experience dealing with different issues, dealing with homeless people, dealing with the economics of, of money, period, we would we would be a little bit better off because you can give all the education that you want. People talk about free education, bro, that we, we have free education right now. We really do. We have it. I don't give a fuck what you want to learn. There's free education right now. It's not working. Right. You still have, you you still have to make that choice to learn it. So I don't know that education is the answer. I think experience is. Yeah. Empathy, man, empathy and experience. And I think to have a real level of empathy, you have to have some real level of experience to go with it. Right. That's just me. What you think? No, that's well said. That's exactly. But when I said education, I guess my mind was thinking of, well, do I, uh, 
do we go out there and kind of educate people how not to be homeless while they're homeless? But then again, it kind of stems from mm, talk the, about that for a second. I believe it just stems from like the older generation because right when you were talking about uh, empathy and experience, I'm like, well, what's I wonder what the population and the ratio is from the older generation being homeless to the to the young new generation being homeless. Because mm-hmm. I figure since technology and and education is has been so free since the internet's boomed up with YouTube and all this shit. It's like, are we just getting better at knowing what to do and how to take care of ourselves better? And is this why all the homeless people we see are a lot older than us? Or is there a uh, mix and a blend? I, th- I believe that we just have, we have, yes. So education is a perfect word Then, if this is how you're saying it, because this yeah. is what I'm taking from it now. Now that you say that, I do think that as younger, the younger generation has a better knowledge on how to use these resources. Right. You know what I mean? That makes so sense. Like, even if you get to a homeless state, it's very hard for a young person to be homeless unless they want to be. That's exactly what I'm saying. And that's what, you know I've what I have mean? seen. When's the last time you saw like a young homeless person that was like really homeless and wasn't just being like a hippie? Young and homeless without the drug addiction, not I you don't see it that much. Now the drugs is a caveat that does some weird things, right? Mm-hmm. That that can change the experience because I've seen young drug addicts that are out there but it's not it's the drugs (laughs) the homelessness they don't give a fuck about because they're chasing the drug yeah and so that one it sounds fucked up but i understand it yeah it's like i can look at it and say oh no that's it the the drug is way stronger than any other receptors to them understand that go ahead and preach on that because there's an education purpose within that too and like so when I quit smoking or drinking or something like that, I and I and coffee or some shit like that, I've realized I do not have control over this something, something else. And so that's mm-hmm. when I like, I need to take a break to let the universe know I'm in control of my own decisions in my brain. And sometimes I, and so it's just kind of like they've they've lost control, don't know how to grasp that again. But I'm curious yes. if they were able to detox and like, hey. And I thought about this. I was I bought a pack of smokes like last week and I was walking back, seeing most people. I'm like, if I was a billionaire or a millionaire and I just walked up to these guys, had a conversation, was like, are you willing to go through a program right now and to change your life? And my thing is, I'm just curious how many would say yes or no, or how many would try it, but quit. And, and pretty much what I would do, I would put them in like some facility like a 30-day rehab thing you get clean but then you're right off the bat after you get clean you're going to get like five thousand dollars and then you're also going to get a job and it's like then it's like i want to see your story after that whole year and how you progress and what tools did you need to further yourself yeah i think a key a key to that is not your situation specifically but like a key to you have to show them what's next. And that's for any addict, right? And so like if you're addicted to drugs, yeah. And you tell them, "Hey, I, most of the drug addicts I've known, they want to get clean. Not more than they want to get high, but there there is this thing in them that wants to be clean, right? 
And they may say to you, they're not ready yet, which is, is honest and true, right? Yeah, very so, much. But you're going to have to present them what's next because that's the scary thing. If I don't have this drug, what do I have? So if I get clean, and I don't know what's next. What's next? What What's after that? Like When they kick me out of the rehab place, well, what am I going to do? Like I, I think the next steps has to be clear to them because this conversation happens in the hood a lot when they're telling these kids to stop selling drugs, Mm -hmm. they don't know anything else. What's, well, what's, what's next? Well, then they might be able to go to this. You can get a job at this factory. Well, my dad works there. He struggles. So like a better option hasn't been presented to them. Well, what about just the ultimate question and go ahead and change this word. If you know a better definition, because I think you might, how about if I walked up to somebody who's like, do you want to be successful? And I, that doesn't mean rich or anything like that. It means successful in your own eyes, whether that's a roof over your head and food on the table, that's success for one person. So how about if we just walked up like, do you want to be successful? Yes. Well, what does that look like? Great. All right. So there's that next step, that that goal that you can kind of work towards. Would that work? I think so. And I think what you just said in a, in a quick little <laughs> spill of the brain yeah, I think a lot of doctors and outreach specialists need to hear that. Mm. You're telling them the next steps. How about we ask them? Yeah. <laughs> because you may be leading them down your path. And that's where failure happens. See, but yeah. traditional paths don't work for them. They've tried mm. that. Yeah. So you need to figure out what's the best situation for them. And it comes with as simple as what you just said. What does that look like? Hmm, so you I do, you would like to be clean. You would like to, okay, if you don't mind me, like, what does that look like for you? Like, you get to paint your own picture. What does that look like? And then, then they might say, I don't know, like, uh, I, I used to, like, I really like nursing. I, I, I'd, I'd like to really help people. Yeah. So you want to help people. Oh, okay. And then you can, knowing that information, you can present them with so many options after the clean part, right? Yeah. You just want to help people? You ever thought about helping us? Hey, go through this and get clean and then work with us. Or maybe you can get into school. Like, you know, like it's just, I don't think we ask them enough questions. That's true. And that I'm writing that down because I think I'll be able to create something and do that. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. Like what if they would just listen to what you just said, I think it would be huge. Like it would be huge. Right. And some of them are probably happy too. I, you know, I know Eugene, Oregon's kind of hippie USA and they're happy living in the streets and doing what they do. They have a friend's family and they figure out their own way living out in tents and stuff and smoke weed. And that's fine. I'm just more worried about the people who, who got that second wind in them, but are just, they're lost. Yeah. Uh, I got a weird question to ask you. Mm-hmm. It's going to sound super fucking strange. But if you know, if you recognize it, it's going to be even more strange and I might just close the laptop. I'm not going to be honest. It's out there. So remember when we was in New York, right? Okay. So you remember, I don't remember which day it was, but I seen this girl two days in a row. Huh. You seen the homeless slash drug dealer and users? Oh, yeah. Right. Do you, do you remember seeing a guy? I seen this one guy like three times mm-hmm. in the area we were staying at near 
what I guess it was 34th up to 42nd. That was like his little strip, right? He would walk up and down. Yeah. And there was a girl. She was young and mixed looking. Like, had she not been probably selling herself for drugs, very, very attractive, Mm -hmm. but very young. I seen her two days in a row. Hmm. And I kept thinking about this girl because I was like, what leads her to this? And what keeps her? Because I'm going to guess a lot of people have probably tried to save her. But I wonder what would happen if someone asked her, what does that look like for you? Right. What does clean living look like for you? Because maybe people like it. And the only reason I say that, not because she was attractive, is because she's young. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, what is that? What is something is keeping her selling her body? Because she was walking up to men. She's got the game. She's got the game, bro. I watched her. She's she's walking. I think, honestly, the second time I seen her, you was going to look for a bathroom. Mm-hmm. I was standing on the corner waiting for you. And she, we were waiting. We were about to do the bus thing. And she came up then. But I had seen her the day before. And she was talking to like four different men. And she's just straight trying to sell herself, bro. And I'm like, wow. Like, what led you to the point where it's this is a better option than anything else? Right. I think that's a little tougher because in the young person's mind, there is no education. I think your brain is still like a sponge. And so you only take in what's been taught to you. And the way of success is like, hey, this is how you come up. And you don't know any different or better or at least a different route. So for that point of view, it'd almost be like you'd have to show her a different example, but but like, Hey, you could do this and make more money and be happiness and keep your body temple intact. And that's my question. Is it the money or the drugs? I think she could be only doing what she's doing to get the money to get drugs. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, did drugs lead you Is drugs that factor? That's like, no, this fucking drug is way more important than any amount of dicks I got to suck. Kind of, because it's like the drug fills in a a blank void people have. And for myself, you know, taking some psychedelics tonight, I'd be, you know, looking for an unanswered question type thing for myself. So there's a purpose behind it. But in that state, it fills up a lot of stuff. It fills up like uh this this void when people drink too much all of a sudden you get warmth you get confidence you know and you feel all these different emotions has arise you know like i like those things about me and then that goes away and it's like how do i get that back how do i feel powerful and back in control of who i am and sometimes that's feeling every vibration in your body by fucking it up but a lot of people can't come back from that because then the drug's in control <laughs> and the drug does not so, care about your body. Have you, you don't have to share if you don't want to, because I'm not sure that I know this, the answer to this question. I've have never sucked big for crack. <laughs> oh, that wasn't it. No, no, that was part two. But... <laughs> okay. That was my follow-up. But first question was, have you ever been like heavily addicted to drugs? Um, and I'm not talking about yeah. weed. Like, like, 
Right. I guess you could be heavily addicted to weed too if it's like keeping you from doing the shit that you need to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, I saw weed as being addicting uh, at mm-hmm. one point because it was like I was doing it every day, but it's like the my routine was what created it. I was waking up, having morning coffee, and then weed was just perfect. But then I knew I couldn't do anything fully productive and manageable that was like focus-based, like I was going to get some shit done. But then again, I didn't have any like concrete goals. I want to hit some milestones, mm-hmm. but I guess it, this, and this is slightly a tough one because I like to experiment a lot with things, especially with my mind and my body, just to see what I'm capable of. And so a lot of people say I had a alcohol problem. And I've gotten a lot of trouble with alcohol. And so I, it's definitely to blame. And like, as in like, it's never brought me anything good except for a lot of crazy sex. Mm. But <laughs> it was, and I used to tell people, I was like, no, I just, I like to party. I, you know, I have a lot of friends that, you know, we drink every day or I drink every other day. And it was like a, a, a platform type thing for us. But it's like, I wasn't waking up in the morning and I had to have a beer or I had to have like a fifth vodka, which like I've seen a lot of alcoholics turn to. It was more like the night type comes. It's a, a party movement. But I definitely was in my early to mid 20s. So I don't think I've ever been really addicted to drugs. But it's, I think coffee was one of them for a couple of years, too. And that's why I don't mm-hmm. drink coffee anymore. It's like anything that made me do automatically and I didn't know why I focused on quitting or at least taking breaks from to see how my body would react. And I just didn't ever like that kind of stuff. I, didn't, I always wanted to be in full control. And every couple of months, I'll let myself go out of control a little bit to just to shake my shit up and make life interesting in my way. But no, I don't think yeah. I've ever been fully addicted to anything or else I don't None think I'd be you. talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, maybe. I have been I mean, addicted to sex though. Yeah, yeah, not. I definitely have to, and not like I like to have a lot of sex. Like it was detrimental to everything I had going. Oh yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah. I fully don't. I don't think a lot of people understand what addicted to sex actually means, and that's <laughs> the only reason I. That's the only reason I added that. <laughs> like it's not what y'all think. It's yeah. not. Oh yeah, I like to fuck. Everyone does. This yeah. is different. Bro. <laughs> this yeah. is tactical. This is not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I fully understand what you mean, and that's something that like. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> you can make up so many things in your head to justify fucking. Oh yeah. Oh, so many things in your head. Here's how addicted to the sex that I was. My child's, my middle child's mother one mm. day just randomly gave me the definition of who I am, right? Yeah. She told me, you're, you're polyamorous. She's like, I heard this word today and it describes you. Yeah, It's polyamorous. It just means that you can love multiple people and love multiple things at, at the same time. Yep. Me and her only had a sexual relationship. Me and this one, we didn't have a romantic, we, we had a sexual relationship, then a deep friendship because we had a child together, right? Right. So like her knowing me on deep levels, she's like, oh no, yeah, that's him. <laughs> that's him. And it's like, oh shit. But then I was like, well, what does that really mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. I used that shit and it just fueled my addiction because I'm like, 
See, I'm I'm loving. See, <laughs> <laughs> see, yeah. And it's it's yeah. That, that's actual. I, I still feel the same way, actually. So, and when we talked about you know when it, you know, if I was okay, kind of like uh, if I was looking for love or something like that, and that's why it's so hard to answer because I I am that same definition. I yeah. like. Uh, I'm I'm not sure what it means to find the one anymore, even though years back I thought I did. Yeah. And so, but even then I lost it because of the way I was, which is the whole polyamorous thing where I was just like, Oh wow. There's another, I, I love her too. She's, you know, I think the yeah. one body is just uh fucking everything in the whole world. And then you can birth the fucking life to me. It's just amazing. And I'm so fascinated by everything about it. And so that's why I'm just like, crap. to me, I began to understand and embrace lust mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and making a different, like the differentiating the two meant was really big for me. Cause like, it's like, ah, I don't love these women. I love the way they look and mm-hmm. I love the way it's going to look when I have her bent over. I really love that idea. Right. Yeah. But it's not her. And like, I became okay with, being that level of honest with things with myself with like and so even now like if i were to see a girl that i would like to fuck i could be like jesus fucking christ and my girl's gonna be like really i'm like what (laughs) and she's like you're crazy and that but that's lust right and i can just get that out without having to hide like it's just a it's a that's a long that's a deep conversation that'll be really good one day yeah um yeah 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 Yeah. knowing the difference between love and lust and once you have both you can you can label them properly you know what i mean yeah it's interesting because they they're both intertwined for me and it's Mm -hmm. like so that's why every time i sleep with a girl usually within a week and i and i don't say this because it's just uh because i'm estimating it's just because i know now because i'm 33 and it's happened a lot of times within one week the girl will tell me she loves me and in mm-hmm. my in her eyes i'm the one and and i and this is why i've kind of i've kind of toned down my attitude a lot and this i I'm the, i don't have girls here every day and this and that because i'm like what am i doing because i felt like i was playing god in a sense because you know when we're in that intimate stage i am i am truly fascinated by women i will fucking you know the whole the lust takes over but it's the wonderment that's also intertwined with it where i'm like wow look at you like this is just amazing it's just like the crevices the body and then the mind when you meet all these women that think differently and why they think the certain way to me that's so fascinating because i'm big into psychology so what i do i have psychology sex <laughs> I got it. This, sounds, this sounds real toxic this yeah. is about to go. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. let me add some, i'm gonna add some edit notes right here to go back and listen to this one before we put this out continue with that psychology sex explain it to the people yeah, psychology sex. So it's it's along with making love to the body, you're also making love to the mind. And I think I do that really well. And so when I was getting these feedback responses, pretty much you, know, <laughs> you have you have a product 
and then you get feedback for the customer. It was kind of like that. And it felt really weird after a while. And then I was like, well, fuck, maybe I just have like this magic dick. Maybe that was it. Maybe that's the secret formula. But then I realized what I was doing without doing it on purpose. It was just my fascination with it all. And I was mm. just like, you know, when, you know, you do the like little nibbles and bites here, I was so fascinated about the brain. And so I, you know, it would be kisses on the forehead, kisses on the ankles and like really feeling the body like that. And what it would do, it would make them feel like they were the only person in my world at that moment. It was almost like, wow, he gets me. He understands me. And it was pure selfish person, you know, pure selfish on my part, because I'm just truly fascinated. It was, uh, they could have been somebody else and I would have had a different response. Be like, well, you think like this now. That's just, I'm such a researcher in that, but then I love sex. So it was uh, definitely mind jam. <laughs> I mean, come on, no appreciation for the timing. Yeah, that is it. That is it. Yeah, no, man. I feel you. I feel you on it. Um, When I... See, for me, back when I was fucking super addicted to sex, like, it wasn't. It was, I, I would like to be like, y'all, that was my appreciation for the, it was selfish. Like, yeah. no, I I wanted to nut. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're hot, and, like, God made a perfect body. You, you, thank you. Fuck, but, like, right? after I nut... <laughs> Get I'm off me! Go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Like I'm, and it's and it's that's how I. That's what I mean by destructive. Yeah. Because like, I was doing things with no regard on how it may affect other people. Right. So like, even though my intention was never to fall in love with this girl that I was having sex with or that girl that I was having sex with, and I never even pretended it was to them. Right. Yeah it still may affect them differently just because it's this for me. It's selfish to have the same assumption of responsibility for them. No, right. you should just think of it this way because I do. Right. That to me is, is kind of fucked up behavior. Right. And it's like, I knew it was fucked up behavior and did it continuously anyways. That's why it was an addiction. <laughs> it's like, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to feel fucked up about tomorrow. Yeah. But I'm also know that I'm probably going to do it to someone else tomorrow. Yeah. And feel equally as fucked up. And I know the fucked up feeling is coming, but the feeling of coming, see what I did there, mm. is, is better. So I'm just going to do it. And that's the same thing as people that smoke and crack. I know in the morning I'm going to feel like a crackhead and question why the fuck do I keep doing this to myself? Same with the people that have drinking problems. Yeah. I know this is going to make me feel fucked up tomorrow, but how it's going to make me feel in these four hours is far more important to me right now. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same. It's the same thing to me. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, how do we get to, how do we get to this? I thought like we was in a, we started off in a bright conversation. Well, it's, it's all been the same mixed conversation in a way. The psychology of the mind type thing, I believe. When it comes to homelessness, why, you know, how can we ask them questions and then it stems about us and <laughs> it yeah. works out. I'm wondering. It, I, I wonder if the homeless people just need to have more sex and then you have body heat. Mm. Too 
Two problems solved, right? Hey, there it is. Full circle, I, baby. Full circle. I'll feel, feel it. Oh man, you got any what the fuck news today? Let's I mean, there's no easy transition into I want to end on some light shit though. I want to laugh. <laughs> well, let's see here. I kind of have if it's not news or just some funny shit. Yeah, let's I kind of have two. I mean, and a lot of odd news is you got a lot of people just kind of winning money out of the wit's end over some random shit and stuff like that. But two things that caught my attention, and one of them's kind of not quite that happy. And so we'll talk about that, just get out of the way. But in, uh, where is it at? I lost it. Here it is. So in like the world news, so African travelers could be required to pay a 15,000 bond to enter the United States per via the under uh, the new Trump rule from his administration. And it was pretty much to send a message to certain nations to encourage their citizens to buy by the conditions of the U.S. visas. Isn't that crazy? It's, it feels like, oh, it just feels fucked up. It's just it's, like I don't even want. I wanted to money say talk racism, again. but that's classism, isn't it? Yeah, like, that's it's just disgusting. That feels nasty. It doesn't make sense at all, and it's just like that's one of my focuses of why I want money. I don't want to worry about any problems. I think all humans have the right to travel worldwide when they want to. Now, space yeah. might be a little different subject. Go ahead and charge fifty grand for that plus, but mm. it is yeah. it is crazy. That's kind of like, that's on a smaller scale of that. It's, but the travel freely thing. So we went in May, we went down to Florida to the ocean, right? We were in <laughs> Destin, Florida at first, right? And there are sections of the beach that you can't be on unless you stay at this resort. Right. And I was like, wait a minute. You can be on the beach. You can't sit down in the sand. And I'm like, Wait, how do what? you own the how do you own the fucking ocean? Yeah, like literally, there are signs that says unless you're staying at such and such resort, this is a private beach. How you got a private beach that's not an island? I understand if you buy an island. Yeah, this is private beach, but two steps that way is now public, and then it's private again. Who the fuck bought the ocean? Who sold it? <laughs> fuck right. Like it, it's it, it felt nasty. Yeah, that's definitely. And so we left and went to Pensacola Beach, where it's just public beaches and it's beautiful. But I was like, we left, bro. I was like, yo, this feels nasty. Fuck. <laughs> Who the fuck owns the ocean, nigga? Like, you can't tell me I can't be here. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know. That's fucking crazy. Yes, and it's it's nuts. It's, it's just it's power trips. Classism, bro. If you didn't pay, people that stay at these resorts only want to be around a certain caliber or class of people. And right. it costs so much to stay at these resorts. This is the way to guarantee that. Damn. And that's what, it's the same fucking thing. It's nasty. Right. Now I got a couple few here. Let me just run through th- three more things, but I do want to end one thing with uh, just some personal news as well. So yes, what the fuck news? Let's see. Randomly, a customer orders one beer for $7 and tips $3,000. I've seen that, yeah. Which kind of fucks me up in a way. Well, it doesn't. So I work in the restaurant industry and 
I'm the person in charge because we don't have managers on sites on the weekends. So if there's mm-hmm. a complaint or an issue, I'm pretty much the boss on the weekends. And this lady calls on Sunday night and we do like a DoorDash order for her and we pack it up, this and that. And she ordered like six things or some shit like that. And she was like, hey, I ordered this type of salad and it had this, this, and this, and croutons. And I've ordered the salad all the time. It doesn't have croutons. And I'm like, okay, so the salad was right. It just didn't, not supposed to have croutons. She's like, yes. And it didn't have any salad dressing in it. I was like, oh, well, shit. It's like, because I thought there was a big complaint. Like we forgot a whole meal or forgot the salad or something like that. Mm-hmm. She calls to tell us or to tell me and, and profusely like raise her voice she's like, I just, I go in there every day. I go in there a lot. And just the other day I tipped somebody a hundred dollars just because I, you know, through this times we're having, and I love your restaurant and it's high quality service. And I am just so disgraced at you guys right now. What was missing out of her whole meal was a small thimble of salad dressing. Jesus. And she said she would never return ever again because <laughs> of that. And I didn't realize what she was really mad at. And I was like, Oh, it's just a salad dressing. <laughs> and she decided to blow up the whole thing. And so I find that interesting about, you know, people leaving big tips and stuff like that. But I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. But yeah, did you did you also read some news about a website offering some money to to no. watch? So there's a there's a website offering twenty five hundred dollars to watch twenty five holiday films in 25 days and so it's dedicated to reviews of electronic devices and servicing and stuff like that but you have to i think it's like reviews.org i think that's the website or something like that mm-hmm. and you'll receive the 2500 in year-long subscriptions to netflix hulu amazon prime disney plus hbo max and apple tv not a bad deal for watching 25 movies and then you create a fucking survey and I'm just like, fuck. I mean, naturally, that's amazing for sitting on your ass and watching movies and c- completing a survey. But we're, it's just like, I'm almost wants to say cheap money. You know what I mean? Or cheap publicity. Or, I don't know what to mm. say. I don't know how to feel about those anymore. To me, what it sounds like to me is if you ever wondered how much your data and your behavior is worth. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, I like that point of view because that's mm. that's that's definitely right. It's like when mm, those people mm, like mm. you'll see like celebrities will be like, "Yo, share this post, and the winner will get like you know five thousand dollars." And usually it's some weird celebrity, and I'm like, "Yo, you got money to give everybody like a hundred dollars? Just do that instead." Yeah. Or nah, then, yeah, I'm seeing it on Instagram now. Mm-hmm. More giveaways than I've ever seen, and it's not to get money; it's to keep. So they'll be in the algorithm. <laughs> right. I need you to comment on this so I can stay in your newsfeed. And they'll be like, or they'll just start giving out cash on Wednesdays. Comment right. your comment your name and your cash app below. And if a thousand people comment, you don't have to say how many you're giving out. I'm giving you can even say I'm giving a hundred bucks to five people out there. If a thousand people comment on it, yeah. you have to be following me. That's crazy. I almost want to do that just for the publicity, but it doesn't feel right. It feels silly, <laughs> right? Like it just yeah. doesn't. Yeah. I'm with you on that, man. And that's another thing that I've been, it's interesting you said that I've been, I, before we got on, on, I was telling you how like 
I've just been like diving into my at home resources, right? Because yeah. I everything that I want to do, even on a major major scale. So when this podcast and my other shows are some of the biggest in the world, they will still be done from my home. Like I'll be on the road doing some too, but like home base will still be home base, right? Yeah. And so like when I'm looking into like the best way to use my resources and use the things around me and things that I like and love, it's that's one of the things that I've I've came up with that like I'm not willing to do cheap shit to cut corners. Right. Or to skip steps, right? I'm not willing to do shit that just feels kind of, yeah. And so maybe it's going to take me a little bit longer. But it's very, very important for me to be able to say I did it my way now. Right. And it's the only reason I'm even thinking about venturing back into the music side of things. Because I'm now free to just be creative. And I can just put it out. Because before I just knew I wasn't willing to do the things it was going to take at the time to make it happen. Right. But now I can kind of do it my way. Right. And so it can just be about this and about that. And and it's, uh, yeah, not having to do any of those gimmicky things, you know? Yeah, I know. I, just, I don't like gimmicks. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, just, just help. That's it. I just want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to help, just help. Yeah. Just, just that's it. Just help. <laughs> And uh, one last news, you know, I'm pretty big into space and science and shit like that. And, you know, a long time ago, you know, I wanted to be an astronomer and an archaeologist. And actually, I was going to move to Arizona uh, to go to college because it said it had uh, one of the best astronomy programs. And I think it was ASU. I can't remember. Or University of Arizona. But so I've always been interested in space. And so, like, towards the end of December between the 16th and 25th, we're actually going to witness a super rare planetarian alignment and not seen in 800 years where it's going to have Jupiter and Saturn will get closer to each other in Earth's night sky. And it's pretty much going to be like the fifth of the diameter of the full moon. And last time that's even gotten close. I mean, they're naturally far apart, but as close as they're going to be from our eyes, the last time it happened was March 4th, 1226 and so Damn. if you like some space shit and star watching go ahead and check that out towards the end of december and if you're interested in spirituality they say you know that's where uh a lot of ascension is gonna take place and we're gonna enter this whole golden age from aquarius and shit like that so uh so i would suggest meditating and put good intentions out there and <laughs> going from there yeah. and uh I, and i did text you i'm i'm thinking about moving to arizona here soon so we'll any, see how that turns back any uh anything strategic about that plans when you get there anything like that no honestly or is it just time <laughs> Yeah, well, it's always called me. Like Arizona and Canada has called my name for a while, and I never knew Did you say why. Canada, yeah, Canada. Oh, okay, and I can't go to Canada because I have yeah. a record. And but Arizona, so it's pretty much the night sky. Honestly, I, I don't like desert that much, but I'm looking for nice weather. I guess hot all year round, and a place that has more kids my age. They're definitely college towns over there. What are you thinking, Scottsdale? Uh, right Phoenix, now, Tucson, Tempe, Tempe, huh? Which is pretty much Phoenix, and right below yeah. Scottsdale, they're all like in this melting pot in the middle, uh-huh. right there. And plus, I want to be close to you know a big airport, 
and it's still close to San Diego. If I want to, pretty much close to anywhere I would want to travel. And then I go to Mexico, just right fucking right there. But I'm not sure about the whole hot, hot weather. I don't mind hot weather, but hot, hot weather. But looking yeah, up, I heard it gets hot. Yeah, but rent wise, what I'm paying now, I can get a bigger place in Arizona for the same thing I'm paying. Really? Yeah. Wow. And, so, and they don't have any, they don't tax on social security and stuff like that. But I mean, Oregon has no sales tax. So that's kind of nice too. But uh, it's just kind of an option. So I'm going to take a trip out there. And I would like to do San Diego, but that shit is expensive because I was apartment searching and stuff like that. I would have to rent out a room some, for somebody and I don't want any roommates. So, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I'm going to take a trip out there and go from there. And if anybody lives in Arizona or drop a comment and kind of let me know what your thoughts and feels are and probably give me some advice if you, if you know any. Yeah. Another fun space fact to end on. Um, and I can't think of the dude's name now. So some hero he is, but uh, we do have the first black astronaut kind of on the international space station right now. Hey, and so he posted a video of his view of the Earth. Um, I got the video. I, it's on my Twitter somewhere. But the funniest shit in the video, and this is why I say, like, I'm I'm grown up, but, like, I'm still super childish. Because he's showing a video of Earth from the International Space Station. Then he flips the camera around on himself, right? And mm. the only thing I notice in the video is that my man had a wave cap on in space and i'm like yo this nigga's got a do-rag on in space so in space he's still trying to hook his waves up that's dedication right there <laughs> that's the real black astronaut Fuck, that's that's yeah. real and i texted uh i texted my cousin jamal the video <laughs> and hold on <laughs> so I, I texted him the video and i was like this brother I didn't say brother, but you know, this brother's got a do rag on in space. And he said he trying to keep them waves up for when he gets back and his pussy rate jumps up because he been in space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since you got to stay ready. That's it. But yeah, I guess it says more about me and my not shit ass that that was literally the only thing I noticed. I was like, yo, my man got a wave cap on. No, that's definitely interesting. Like, it'd be the last thing, probably my concern, because I cut my hair short. But it's like, yeah. fuck. Gotta... <laughs> you remember the packet? Like, <laughs> what was that conversation with NASA like? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sorry, sir. What is that? It's a wave cap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, and uh, I'm sorry, buddy. You're just gonna have to explain to us what it does. It's, it's. I need it. It's essential. Okay. <laughs> right. You know, the tinfoil blocks the aliens from reading your minds. Well, this is different. I know my. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, I got to stay waved up. From my, I'm going to be on IG, so I need this shit to be right. Man. Like, and it makes me wonder did he take a brush and hair grease and everything? Like, what did you take? Right? I need to see your essentials list. He should have did it before and after. <laughs> yeah, bro. I need to see. Man, I just looked at your Twitter and you retweeted something about with Joe Biden where it says America is back. Really oh. quickly, I thought he said America is black. And I was like, oh, he is just. Oh, that would have been the. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just going in, huh? He's just, he yeah. went, he's going there. 
John <laughs> said, F it. We we here. Yeah, I'm I did black, find that. Baby. I, I do like when politicians tweet stuff like that with no context. Right. Even when he said America is back. And that's why I said how. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, like, what exact? I'm not saying it's not back. I'm just saying, like, what are the metrics that you're using? Because we don't know what this means. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Yeah, it's a fancy quote saying, "Yeah, yeah." So, How you gonna hype you know. yourself up? That's what he's doing. <laughs> That's exactly what he's doing, and it's like, bro, you were supposed to tell somebody else to tweet that. Yeah. <laughs> And then tag you in it or some shit. Because he hasn't yeah, done nothing man. yet. He's not even president yet. <laughs> what is he doing? Uh, I don't know. He did get clearance, though. I did saw you see that. that. Yeah. yeah. So that's like finally a step towards reality. Our so. money. I mean, yeah, reality. <laughs> <laughs> you got to so, pay me. You know. Cut that. Cut the check, baby. <laughs> right? <laughs> Listen. Because tr- Trump can get one last applause from me. let this nigga cut this check before he walked out of there i'm gonna say hey you know what he wasn't that bad bro (laughs) it's gonna change the mind quick yeah you know what he wasn't that bad we we might not have gave him a chance bro freedom of speech he just misunderstood yeah yeah you cut the right check you can change up your whole legacy bro (laughs) yeah that's funny that's funny that's funny that would happen quick A lot of people would just be like, hey, we had worse, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What did he really do, though? Like, yeah. Was it that bad? I mean, he paid my yeah. rent like yeah. twice. Yeah. Good. Oh, uh, shit. That's funny. Man, let's let's get, let's end this. Let's get out of here. <laughs> All right. Bada bing, bada boom. You want to let them know yeah. where they can find us? Yes. If you're listening on an iPhone, just go ahead and click that pretty purple little icon that says podcast. Dang. We'll be inside of there. Search it, Cloud Conversations. Um, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us a nice little note in the reviews. We will shout you out on the air. Um, if you're inside Spotify, you can follow us there. They do alert you now of when you get new episodes. So that is a plus. Uh, the audio version of this is also currently on YouTube. Google Play. Uh, maybe Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to a podcast, you can probably find this one. And just know if you listen to this one, we appreciate it. Yes, sir. Um, That's about all I got. That's it. Me too. Love everybody. Thanks for listening and tuning in. Share, like, comment, drop your emoji. Just, mm-hmm. just share the love and fucking we'll see you next time. Love you guys. Stop sucking dick for crack. That's right. Don't do There's it. There's other options. That's if, right. If 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 that's what you want. We're yeah. Out.